0: Right. And again, a lot of those people aren't competitors. They don't want to compete, but they are out of They're fit. They're, they're They're very they're fit. fit. Again, they got through For the moment. record, we came in last. Sorry, did yeah.
1: uh, I was when I stepped away to my performance? Uh, I did not come right? up, yeah. It was <laughs> no. it was
2: extremely <laughs> underwhelming, yeah. Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your host, Jason Fernandez
1: and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business,
2: as both coaches and affiliate owners,
1: our passion is to help create world-class affiliates
2: and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the Best Hour of Your Day.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Best Hour of Their Day. Ackerman, Fern, Marcus, and today, our special guest, owner of CrossFit, Mm Yakarhu, Mike Winchester. Co-owner. Silent J. Co- co-owner. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I oh didn't know yeah. it a Silent J. Yeah. Well, M- Mike prepped me. He said it's like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. Soft Sof- 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 J. Soft And I uh, Jog- immediately y- y- understood. Y-
2: he was apparently just run for extended periods of time.
1: <laughs> I immediately understood. But today we're going to dive into at least one topic, and that topic is Mike deaffiliated. How long ago? Uh, that was
0: um, over a year ago. So it was like... Uh, not this past summer but last summer i think last july so we, we about a year as- and a half
1: probably had to do a little bit with a uh, tweet on bad mm-hmm. so we'll we'll dive a little <laughs> yeah. into that yeah. and and also you know potentially talk a little bit about having a pretty competitive box and still running a strong affiliate with a great community cuz not many people can pull both of those off so but let, let's let's dig into opening the box you opened in 2014
0: correct fall of 2014 october of 2014 um uh jess estrada uh coach estrada and i had been coaching together for a number of years four or five years um at another gym and and we decided to do our own thing um so we 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 did uh we started crossfit yakarhu in october 2014 and here we are seven years later um currently we are the karhu training company um but as we'll get into in a little bit we have plans on reaffiliating.
1: Well, and I understand this, but maybe for Fern and for Marcus, can you explain Yakarhu? Because I get it. I mean you yeah. know but not for me. I He's know what smart. it means. Yeah, I know right? what it means. But these guys, you know, <laughs> probably is it Jewish? <laughs> is it a <laughs> Jewish word? <laughs> it's, it it's translates to Shalom. Yes.
0: <laughs> From the ancient. <laughs> right. but, um yeah so what we 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 were starting our gym and one of our founders was um she had Finnish heritage, Finnish lineage, and we kind of took that and decided to go with it, but we were looking for a word that uh, we could connect to that meant something to us. And so um, we, we kind of landed on Carhu, right? We were going to be Carhu CrossFit or uh, CrossFit Carhu. And then when we proposed that name to CrossFit uh, HQ, or I guess their home base now. uh, Home office. Home office, sorry. Um, uh, They were like, nope, you can't have that name. And and, uh, we never got a reason, an explanation why, but I can only assume it's because there is a Finnish apparel company called Carhu, which is internationally trademarked. It's actually Carhartt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That's that. That is not a Finnish company, but yeah. <laughs> same same idea. Um and so uh we it would be like, you know, having CrossFit Nike or CrossFit Adidas yeah. or CrossFit, you know, big name brand. Or best
1: hour CrossFit, something it's, like that. Something yeah. like that. Big
0: brand. Yeah. <laughs> so we went we, we you know went through the list of uh Finnish words that were similar and we landed on Yakarhu, which is polar bear, and so we kind of were like, What? That's silly, it's got Dots over it, and it's got this weird thing, and nobody's going to be able to pronounce it. Which nobody to this day can pronounce it. Uh, we can't even pronounce it. Well, uh, we're changing that today, Mike. Yeah, that's we are changing it. that. <laughs> so that's kind of how we landed on that, and we we've kind of built a lot of our um, a lot of our box, a lot of the stories that we tell, a lot of the things that we do, kind of around that imagery and that
1: that way of thinking. H- hence the polar bear. Hence the polar bear on the wall. The so polar bear in Texas. Let, let's dive let's right into it. You cool with that, Fern? Yeah. Let's dig let's right into it. Do it. Let's it. it. So. Tweet gone bad goes Mm -hmm. out. Which, for reference, Coach Glassman puts the tweet out there. Floyd, it's Floyd nineteen, etc. A lot of box owners got upset about it. You know, some rightfully so, depending on your take on it. And many box owners immediately deaffiliate. Like, you know, and and Fern and I kind of joke like, did you deaffiliate or did you send an email, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if you owned your affiliate and you had paid your dues, you're technically still an affiliate. Mm So, before you tell us like the chain of events that happened there you see wh- what was the first thing that happened you see the tweet oh I mean the first
0: thing that happened I mean really so yeah the, the tweet was honestly it wasn't the thing it was that was the it was essentially the last straw it was the straw that broke the camel's back um, truth be told Jessica and I had been discussing de-affiliating for a year a year and a half um, before all of this went down Um, so that conversation was already in the works and there were a lot of reasons for that and a lot of it has to do with things that have come out um, you know before and since uh, the the tweet gone bad Um, and a lot of it had to do with leadership and um, communication with affiliates right so uh, one of the big things for me is that if we are going to be organized or affiliated with a company if we're going to be following a company Um, that company has to share our level of, uh, not that we're perfect, not that we are the best at it or anything like that, but they have to share our level of integrity and our level of, um, or I guess our values, right? Our core values, at least to some extent. And so a lot of the core values that we have, uh, we really, really uh, love and appreciate feedback. Um, We really, really love and appreciate uh, straightforward, honest communication. Um, And we really like and appreciate uh, follow through on, um, on things that we say we're going to do. If we say we're going to do it and we don't do it, I mean, you know, our members let us know about it. And so if, uh, if we're going to be a part of, uh, a CrossFit, uh, uh, you know, universe, then we want for the leaders of that universe, so to speak, to, to also follow through on their words. So there was, again, you know, and, and Jess and I have been around, uh, we've been coaching and, and competing since you know, two thousand nine, two thousand and ten. So we've we've been around a lot of these things. You know, we were um we were at the Black Box Summit.
3: You know, oh, you were there
0: way, at the way back then. So yep. I mean, like all the way back. Like I mean, we were again. We were just baby, baby coaches at that point. um You know, I think I was a first year coach, maybe or a first year. Was NAS that coach. in Texas? That was in Austin. Yeah, that was, it was in it, Austin CrossFit Central.
1: Oh. So, b- before we go any further, for the listeners, that has its own drama, yeah. You're yeah. right? But that's it. a whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. There, there was kind of a s- summit, if you will, yeah. and some of the OG, the OPTs, the Greg Everett's mm-hmm. in the CrossFit Rob world. Wolf, v- um Wolf. This is, is basically... Greg Everett. Yeah. Um, g- and, and a few others, but Dave Castro was also there. Dave Castro showed up. And I don't know the story exactly, but there was not nice things being said about CrossFit, or maybe they weren't, but Dave interpreted them as not nice things, and... That oh, was kind of I mean, where they left. I mean, those guys after that summit left the CrossFit ecosystem. Yeah, they were done after Kind that. of. I mm-hmm. mean, they're still in it, but, and they're, they're, they're coming back now. We had Rob yeah, Wolf Rob on the podcast, the podcast and Greg's
2: doing some stuff with Comtrain for, uh, for weightlifting now.
1: Yeah. So w- what do you remember of it? I
0: mean, yeah. I mean, what I remember of it was, again, I was kind of a, a baby coach, but I knew of all these things because I'd been watching every, you know, if you were back, if you're doing CrossFit back in 2008, 9, 10, like, Uh, our access to like the, the big boys and girls of CrossFit was like YouTube videos. Right. And so I was, uh, you know, every night, you know, losing sleep, watching all the cool, like compilation videos that would be put together of the, you know, the first CrossFit games and the, the different, you know, um, L1 trainers, uh, you know, seminar staff that were doing badass workouts and all the nasty girls and all the all the ogs that were still competing and, and and training back then um so we had you know the black box summit from what i remember was just a it was it was supposed to be a symposium a gathering of some of the greatest minds in crossfit at that time and it was the only problem is when you bring together a bunch of great minds uh with you know arguably uh, also great egos uh they voice their opinions and when there's a clash of those opinions some people tend to take it personally, right? Uh, if if they can't, uh, you know, have a a good conversation. So there was, there was, uh, there were. <laughs> I've told a couple of stories that, as I recall them, but there was at one point there was a shouting match um, between uh, Castro and and Greg Everett, if I believe, uh, while he was giving a presentation about. The medicine ball clean and its value. Dave its was <laughs> giving the presentation. No, Greg Everett was giving the presentation, and he he was giving a weightlifting presentation. But he brought up how poor the medicine ball clean was oh. at, at. A lot of weightlifters do have an at issue teaching with that. and at, at, at mimicking and at you know at, at so being a good teaching tool for the clean.
1: And in fairness to Dave, in that scenario, he's basically bashing CrossFit.
0: Essentially, yeah. yeah. But that was his opinion, right? I mean, he's right. uh, but he's but a and, you know, time and a place. Yeah, time and, and a
1: place. And you know, you're not going to get us to waver on CrossFit, so yeah. we're going to defend Dave and defend CrossFit, <laughs> regardless of, you know, how strong your your opinion is. But, you know, Greg's a great coach, but at the same time— He's a phenomenal coach. let just say that. Yeah. Yeah, re- yeah phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah, best in the world. But maybe don't talk about how bad the med ball clean is. You know, the thing that bothers Fern and I the most, speaking for Fern, is, like, yeah. CrossFit made you, dude. Like, chill out and— bash the men' ball clean somewhere else or don't bash it at all
2: didn't May like greg greg's arguably produced more content for weightlifting than anybody but on, but, on the internet. but weightlifting is only right but my point is is like it was just a larger microphone right so i don't want to take away what greg did because like i mean if you, you if you go on catalyst you and like you look at the number is greg
1: of, you have a business with greg or something no but i
2: respect what he's done because he's produced an astronomical amount of content for weightlifting sure right? you know if you look at the number of programs a number of like articles he's written it's it hurts my brain right yeah. that he's produced a ton of content right I just, it's just i think it's just an ego thing everybody was kind of young at that point yeah. like on the come up, you yeah. know so it, it, was, it, was what it
0: was it was a lot of um it was a lot of badass coaches and badass brains uh just uh, again picking the wrong time and the wrong place to say certain things uh is there i don't know is there a wrong time and a place to say what you what you believe i, think I when don't know you know the black no. box uh, summit to my memory was not a it was not a CrossFit-sanctioned event. It was a, uh, if Just I Just a gathering? It was a gathering. Yeah. I think, you know, it was hosted by CrossFit Central, and, and they kind of brought those people or invited those people together. So it was kind of like, again, it was like an all-comers, like, let's share best practices and right. best information. I,
1: you know? I, I I think you can, especially back in, call 2009. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you have a bunch of, like, pipe hitters. You have a bunch of people that are mm-hmm. really bought into CrossFit, like, that could be an opportunity to grow the community. We're talking poorly about the med ball clean. It's not going to do anything productive. Like right. you're not going to get CrossFit to be like, hey, Greg, you're right. Let's get rid of. It. I mean, flash forward 13 years later, we're still doing it. <laughs> and you know, and 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 Dave has a strong opinion, and he hmm. was you know, if not at the time, working his way to be in charge of the training department, right. which teaches the med ball clean to thousands of people every weekend. Yeah. So but but nonetheless, what what else happened that weekend? Oh, I mean, that
0: was uh there was just a couple of incidents like that where there was uh there were some clashes, you know. You know, uh, I think it was again, it wasn't the medball clean. I don't think the medball clean was the issue. I think that there were some other things probably going on behind the scenes that the, that was just the opportunity for them to uh, to express their you know dislike or displeasure with each other.
1: I think there was Rob Wolf's end l- as well at least in the cr- I mean CrossFit. right Fit and because you yeah. know
0: again to my b- what I recall again this is uh, this is over a decade ago, but you know Rob had his own opinions on nutrition and so CrossFit at that time was very much zone, zone. Diet. zone was the thing or paleo zone was just paleo was just kind of coming into it. And so Rob, you know, as I recall had some issues with some things that CrossFit was preaching and teaching at the level ones and, and uh, just as general practice for CrossFit and CrossFit affiliates. And again, when he voiced those opinions, I think that that's when kind of, um, and then again, you have, you know, somebody like James Fitzgerald, you know, and he, at the time, OPE, uh, OPT now OPEX, you know, um, coming in and he had his own kind of thing, Uh, ideas and thoughts about training and programming not just for affiliates but you know high level athletes and a lot of that kind of went against the three on one off you know main site model that was so dominant so prevalent at the time
2: Um, a model that I love by the way I fucking yeah it's it's cool to see them all (laughs) I think for the most part everybody's come full circle on that like everybody's kind of like back on board with the overall goal of you know really emphasizing health wellness fitness and allowing everybody to have their own swim lane and it's cool like every not everybody Mm -hmm. has to be the you know the big dog in the room and i think you know because like you know obviously like i said rob's kind of like we you know we had kelly and rob on the podcast and they're both you know
1: and i'd love to have greg on too like you said i think he's a phenomenal coach and and you know in fairness like playing devil's advocate 2009 i think crossfit was just constantly still under attack like this is dangerous and this is bad and it's like You just have to have your 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 hands up defending yourself so much. There probably was a middle ground that we could have reached back then to avoid that, but you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. So,
2: did you actually let your affiliate lapse? Yes. Okay. So that's
1: how going back to what we were talking about, straw that broke the camel's back. But let me ask you this, because something that was bothering me during this time, not that people were de-affiliating, but it was similar scenarios where it's like cross it's not giving us x y or z mm-hmm. where in 2014 you signed up to be an affiliate i believe at that time it was three thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year correct and it was like there was no like and we're going to give you x it was mm-hmm. like you get our name in return you're going to give us three thousand dollars you're going to put your that's the deal a website up and maybe link to the crossfit journal um so with that being said you say was the straw, but what were the expectations that weren't being hit? Cause that was the big thing. Like we're not getting all of this. And it's like, but no one told you you would be. Yeah. Or, or were there expectations? Did no, you, there, there yeah. were
0: no expectations for us, right? So, like, uh, you know, uh, and the, the the start of the conversation for Jessica and and, and myself And by was, the way, Jessica's your wife. No, Jessica is uh, my co-owner with the affiliate. Okay, so the co-owner... Yeah, Sarah is my wife. She's okay, over there. okay. So Jessica <laughs> she just is... Walk, she just walked yeah. by. Her. Okay, got it. Estrada that you mentioned. Jessica <laughs> Estrada. Co-owner, but Sarah's co-owner. your wife. Sarah's my wife. <laughs> is my wife. Jess is my work wife. Sarah's my actual and, wife. And all
1: three of you... Make a full-time living on this affiliate. yeah So
0: we have five coaches here at the gym. Uh, we have uh, myself and Jessica, and then uh, Taylor Deering, and Je- uh, Stephen Harris, and Sarah Moltz, Sarah Moltz Winchester. Okay. Okay. Sarah, Sarah Maltz-Winchester. Maltz Winchester. She hasn't That's figured your out wife. what she's
1: going to Okay. Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Was, you know, one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're, sure. We just got married uh, uh,
0: almost two months ago, so she's still... Oh, still congrats. For you. Thank yeah, you congrats very congrats much. Congrats, and yeah. so sorry. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, she's, like, <laughs> she's like, there's a break in period here. You've got to give you a trial.
1: As as three married men, yeah. We yeah. can give you plenty <laughs> of advice. Don't listen to mine. Listen to these two. So, you know, you have that conversation with Jess.
0: Yeah, and so... The, the conversation really started like what you know a, again uh, there were some things that that i had seen um in the way the interactions that were happening between affiliates and hq well i'm just gonna say hq because it's what that's i fine. know and, a, and, and that's what it was at yeah. the time um and it was like affiliates were getting on there's there's a couple of facebook uh, affiliate owners pages i'm sure y'all have been on them they're um, very fruitful very fruitful not oh, yeah. positive I'm, i waste a lot of energy <laughs> <laughs> arguing with
1: Dumb people in those. <laughs> Which floor scrubber
0: should <laughs> I order for my box? Fit or kill or <laughs> yeah. um, And so, what we were, what I was seeing, is that when there were people that actually had some legitimate feedback, like, "Hey, uh, you know, what do you guys think about what uh, CrossFit HQ is doing with this?" And a lot of times, it's about the games and things, but a lot of times, it's about affiliates, right? And it was feedback, and feedback, as far as I as far as i uh like to think of it is usually it's neutral right it's not good or bad it's just what you can do with it um and so people were giving legitimate feedback and they weren't just complaining it wasn't just like oh you know crossfit this and crossfit that they were giving uh good examples of things that crossfit could do to to move the movement forward and what they were getting in return from higher ups at crossfit was well you don't like it well you know Get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You don't like it? Well, we'll just take your affiliated away.
1: That was my model. You don't like it? Well, (laughs) it really was like that was the trickle down effect. I was like, that's what CrossFit says. That's what I should be doing. Yeah. And so, and I looked at that and I was
0: like, man, if a member at my gym came to me with feedback and I responded in that way defensively and with no, you know, real concept of, of how to take that, they would just leave. And if I did that enough times, enough people would leave and I wouldn't have a crossfit box i wouldn't have a gym and so i started and this is you know three four years ago at least and and kind of over the years there were there were repeated incidents like that it's like again i'm i'm a big uh dave castro fan um but the way that he would kind of interact with some of the athletes at competitions or the way that he would uh kind of operate um sometimes it just kind of goes it just rubs it just rubs you know the wrong way Mm -hmm. and enough of those incidents happened where i saw legitimate uh, feedback, legitimate questions from legitimate affiliate and affiliate owners um, to HQ, and it wasn't that they weren't, you know, uh, doing these things because they don't have to do anything. It was that they weren't even entertaining the feedback, and and it was almost like an affront to them to even have to see that affiliates mm-hmm. weren't happy. Um, and so that was that went on year after year, and it got to the point where where Jess and I basically said, man, do we need to be around this? Do we need CrossFit HQ or does CrossFit HQ need us? And it got to a point where for us, um, we just didn't feel like we needed to be, we love CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we use it, we preach right. it every single day. Like it's what I cut my teeth on. It's what she cut her teeth. It's what all of our coaches, it's what we love. We've had, you know, regional teams and we do the open and our gym members love the open we we're, were fully bought into every single aspect of crossfit it was just that like that leadership issue that we just had uh you know it was it was the sand in our shoe so to speak and so it got to the point where we decided hey we don't we don't actually need crossfit to be a successful gym anymore uh crossfit might need us more than we need them then the tweet gone bad happened and i was like you know what again we take so much pride and so much care with what we, the ideas that we espouse and the things that we say and how we present, you know, we just went through fucking COVID. We, you know, our gym could have closed like a lot of gyms did. Right. And so we had to, the messaging that we had to put out to our affiliate members was so crucial, how we handled it, what we said, what we didn't say, how we said it. And so after all of the the time, I mean, we were like I would write a a, a newsletter, and I'd send it out to the coaches. They'd give me feedback. I'd maybe rewrite it, change a word here, change a word there. And so it was a very painstaking process. And then to see Glassman get online and just, you know, send out a tweet obviously he didn't think about it he obviously thought it was witty or productive and it wasn't particularly witty it wasn't it didn't add anything to the conversation it didn't move anything forward it's not going to change anyone's mind about anything and i said man that's so careless and that's just so silly and just so why you know why
1: and so that was when i was like let's do it so a couple couple quick questions on that note um one being you know the the tweet goes out what percentage of your members do you think were actually aware of that tweet going now? At first, none. Right. At first, nob- that nobody. That was f- always my contention.
2: I was like, nobody's nobody. reading
0: But I'll tell you what. So we have – so uh, Jonathan Haynes, uh, yep. w- who works at HQ, mm. he, he helped us yep. start the gym – Got us up off the ground. He ran our, our social media and our, our media department. For, oh, he was here when you guys kicked off? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was my roommate for the better part of two years, two years plus. That's cool. Uh, he worked with us before, and then when we opened up the gym, he came on and worked with us, and he was still kind of, you know, uh, I wouldn't say getting his feet wet, but because he had been getting his feet wet with the games and everything back in, like, again, 2009, 10. Um, yeah, he's been with the company for a long time. Uh, yeah, oh, a very long time. Yeah. Um, but he helped us start the gym, and he ran our whole media department for the first uh, three years. Four years, and um, and so he was. He had he had he had moved on. He, HQ had given him the the position that he wanted, so he had left the gym, and so you know it was like, you know. Communicating with him, I got on the phone with Chase Ingram.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we had a, a long two-hour conversation. Uh,
1: simply because um, he was another box owner. Simply because area.
0: he's in yeah. their box owner. Yeah. Uh, Chase and I have been friends for a long time. We we often, uh, not often, you know, once every, uh, once or twice a year, we'll get on the phone and yeah. just just bullshit and whatever. Uh, and I wanted his take on it because you know he's obviously an OG. He's obviously uh, you know knows what seminar he's talking staff, about. Yeah. seminar staff, uh, games, you know, broadcast Does media, all that. broadcast, yeah. Um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to get a couple different, you know, feel a couple different uh, opinions and points of view on that before really kind of making any decisions. Um, but I, it wasn't even, it wasn't that the members <laughs> follow Glassman on Twitter or anything. It was that bigger media started picking up on it. Gotcha. Yeah, it and just and it and went from there and it started to yeah, spread. Yeah, and so that's when a couple of our members, we'd already, Jess and I had already made up our mind. We made up our mind that afternoon. And, you know, I I... <laughs> That I saw a lot of a lot of uh, other gym owners. There was like uh, the gym owners that you know deaffiliated, and there was the gym owners that were like, "No, we're staying." And so the gym owners that were you know, "No, we're staying." I saw a lot of them come online and say, "Oh, if you deaffiliate, it's a knee-jerk reaction. You know, it's a it's an emotional snow. You're just a snowflake. You just can't you know you can't take a joke." And for us, I was like, man, no, it's not that. It's like, it's not a knee-jerk at all. In fact, it's been in the work for, you know, well
2: over a year. Well, that's where I I think there was probably like, there's probably three camps of people there. There was people who weren't really happy, but that was how they cut their teeth and they're like they had kind of started moving towards, you know, ath- you know, athletics or fitness or whatever their other kind of alternate brand was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And for that, like I don't, I didn't fault anybody for that. I'm like, you were kinda trying to make your own brand anyway. So it's like, right. okay, okay, you can't fault anybody for that. Then I do think there was a huge group of people that just felt pressured to leave because that ball started to roll and they're mm-hmm. just like boom and, and the only reason I think that it was pressured is because I saw a lot of the, the the posts that people were making, they were just copy paste. There's like just across all the gyms. I was like, that's not your voice. Like you didn't think that through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was other people that diehard. It's just like, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, well, you could have a, a blend of all of these, right? Yeah. It's just like you, this could have been the straw that broke the camel's back. And this is a, an appropriate time or timely thing to push you over the edge. Mm-hmm. You could be knee jerk or you could be, You know, downplaying something that's pretty, you know, we chose to stay, but I didn't, I didn't think it was not a big deal at all. I just said, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to make a decision right now because I don't need to make a decision right now, but I am going to wait and see what happens. And it only took a month. Everybody, I mean, everybody forgets to realize, like, how quickly that transition happened from, like, that until, like, there was a sale happening. It was, like, 30 days. I think within a week, it was Dave crazy. was put in as CEO. Yeah. A week later, um, yeah, he was yeah. out. Yeah. But, and, and, uh,
1: and I do want to give my credit. Like, <clears throat> I think you've expressed it well. And maybe some of the other affiliates just didn't express it well. But many came off, like I said, as entitled. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we're not getting anything. Yeah, that's what you signed up mm-hmm. for. But suggesting... We were giving feedback. We weren't getting that, and other things. Not that you weren't getting anything, but just things weren't being communicated well. Which, if you would have, if most of the affiliates would have been like, "Hey, we just want better communication," I'm like, "Yeah, you're right about that." And oh, I think that's a very valid. Yeah, and we were at the 10-year gathering, mm-hmm. and it was quite obvious then. And that was what September 19-ish. Mm, correct. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, in Whistler. Whistler. Coach Glassman gave a, you know. All of his presentations over the years have slowly morphed from like I'm going to begin by showing you this thing and I'm going to trick you and I'm going to talk about health, right? Yeah. And you know, and but a lot of the questions were like, basically that. Like they community. were
2: very, they were very affiliate support centric. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So I agree with what you're saying there. I think, you know, either affiliates didn't do a good job of expressing what you just did, or they misunderstood what being a crossfit affiliate actually was. Yeah. And a lot of the
0: initiatives and that they're doing now are fantastic. But, again, for us, like, the, I guess there's um, – what is the affiliate? I don't even know what it's called where they have the deal with all the different companies. Oh, uh, APN, the Affiliate Partnership yeah. affiliate Network. Affiliate Partnership yeah. Network, yes. Um, that's phenomenal. That's awesome. But, like, we don't need that for our gym to function well. So, like, that's, like – that would be a cherry on the top, but that's not going to – that didn't move the needle for us on deaffiliating or reaffiliating or being an affiliate. Um, you know, At the end of the day, uh, nobody's going to come in here and run our business for us, and we wouldn't expect them to. I think that's what I think that kind of to your point, Jason, I think that's what you're talking about is there are just a lot of box owners that feel entitled, like I'm paying $3,000 a year. Where are my members? <laughs> Why aren't they <laughs> you? Mis- <laughs> They're
3: misunderstanding the, the core agreement yes. and engagement <laughs> that they are a part of. Yes. Right. And, and I think that for a long time, a, a huge majority, or not a huge majority, a huge percentage of box owners in the industry had that misunderstanding, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Well, what am I even paying for? What so they have my name on it?" It's like, "No, no, mm-hmm. no, this is a licensing thing. There's, you're using their name and you're on their site, and that's actually a great deal. Given it's a steal the price. If you talk about it's like probably, not probably the most recognizable oh. fitness brand on planet Earth, one of the it, lowest barriers to entry. Yeah. Correct. For, you, you for look, if you compare yes. this in any other to any other licensing deal of, with a company of this scale." It's a drop in the bucket, mm-hmm. and I think that whenever w- when you started seeing the people in that camp who were like, "Well, we weren't getting anything anyway," and they they kind of start turning around and kind of like bashing, like, "Well, it's like, oh, what is this anyway?" It's like we are we're all doing CrossFit anyway. We could just do it without it, and it was like, "Well, hold on, you're just misunderstanding what this was all about," mm-hmm. and. You, like, like Ackerman said, I think you articulated that very well. This was something that was a, a different conversation for you guys. Yeah. 100%. And I think that conversation is extremely important because I think that that is what is going to help drive all this forward moving forward mm-hmm. is that they are now actively looking to address and resolve a lot of these core concerns. Mm-hmm. I had the same experience when I was uh, a box owner myself, and that it really felt like an us versus them. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to be like my support system? Mm-hmm and it felt very combative we would get in trouble we get like cease and desists about like our our website or whatever and it was just like how about an email like a friendly email and so i totally get how that snowball got into into motion for a lot of people yeah. but what was it for you that actually had you then now decide to reaffiliate i mean
0: uh yeah i mean just kind of like uh you know you said you were going to sit and wait at after after uh glassman had his tweet um and so that was essentially what we did. We just, we decided to take the action because we had been talking about it Mm -hmm. and it just felt right for us. You know, we, we put out our statement, we put out one statement on Instagram and on mirrored it on Facebook and we were done with it. It was like, that was it. What
1: was the statement?
0: Uh, I mean, we could go back and read it, but it was essentially, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't remember word for word, but it essentially said, you know, based on these, you know, these things and a history of other things, um, we're choosing to de-affiliate as of today. Um, we'll no longer be a CrossFit affiliate, and that was it. I mean, it was very cut and dry. We didn't get into the, the, the details of all of the, the, experiences that we had with, and to, you know, to, again, to CrossFit's credit, they helped us through a lot of different times in our CrossFit career. Um, namely when we were just getting up and running, they helped us with a, uh, a legal situation. Um, and so they were like, I mean, they, again, they, 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 they had come through for us on, on many, uh, numerous fronts. The first year, uh, 2015, we hosted an open workout that was, a career highlight for us. That's I mean, awesome. So you were one badass. of the,
1: like they showed up. Yeah. They, who
0: 15, was here? 15.2. It was, uh, Fifteen point two. It was uh, thruster or overhead squat pull up workout. It was Oh, man, the ascending I'm ladder. Yes. I want to
1: say Kalipa? No, it was no. two
0: females, and I can't believe I. They're they're badass females. Well, well, that's what so you, bu- you had to You had That was a buy in for the next round, right? You had to finish yeah, that. Three round minutes, to get a break, yeah, three minutes. Yeah, and like 12-12, 10, 10, yeah. twice. Yeah. And so we we had. The I
2: almost packed. made it that year. Yeah, it so was one of those rounds. So the yeah. open. <laughs> <laughs> I almost <laughs> did the open. that
1: sentence. Almost made it. So to watch, but a couple other follow ups on that. Did your members care? Did they even respond to it? Some of them did care actually care. Positively or negatively?
0: Um, so I, I don't think we would we would we we would not have lost any members, either direction. Right. If we had decided to stay, wouldn't have lost a member.
2: If we had decided to go, wouldn't have lost a
0: member. Which
1: shows that you've just created a strong community. Hopefully, well, you took ownership
2: hope. of your brand, which was my contingent from the get go, yeah. which is like. That was my statement. I was like, I'm not doing anything. Like, CrossFit Right is my brand. These are my relationships. These are mm-hmm. the people that we care for. Most of them didn't even know who that was. Right. And that was that's what gave me the confidence. I was like, I'm cool waiting. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did. And yeah. and I'm glad folks like you are coming back to the community mm-hmm. because those are pillars of the community. You guys have had a team that goes to the games, you clearly run a great box here, which I want to talk about. Um but what's you know, like what's your what's your thoughts about leadership and, and everything moving forward in, in, in home office? Everything that
0: I've seen from Home Office since uh, since all that went down has been nothing short of amazing, it's nothing short of awesome. Uh, you know, Eric Rosa steps in. Um, I like the way that he speaks, I like the way that he interacts with people, I like the way that he interacts with affiliates, and that's really the the key for us. It's not what can I get from HQ, what can what can our gym receive from the mothership it is like hey we're you know it's a very basic straightforward agreement we're going to pay some money and we're going to get the ability to use the name mm-hmm. and everything else that happens beyond that um, is our responsibility 100 percent. and if there's an affiliate partnership agreement or a network man that's just a cool extra added bonus for us and maybe for our members um so i like i like I like that that interaction I like the interactions that I've seen from from um from the leadership
2: um, I mean there's way more that's coming down the pike yeah. too yeah. I mean like so I mean like they brought in Edu- the education education uh, stuff I it. mean Gary Gaines Austin Eric yes. and all those guys they they are fully aware of what affiliates want mm-hmm. and I, I think what most people don't understand is like a lot of what affiliates are asking for you don't You you don't just make those things overnight. Like It takes time. You don't turn a ship like that 90 degrees. It's like a couple degrees here and there. Um, But I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised with the stuff that will be coming out over the next 18, 24 months probably. I mean, they have big plans because they understand healthy affiliates – helps to grow crossfit faster and to bring Absolutely. it to more people and they and they are fully bought into that so like we've said it time and time again there is no better time to be an affiliate right now it's like it's like the the golden age of crossfit 2013-14 yeah. but like 10x like i <laughs> yeah. like i can't wait uh, i think it's gonna be really cool it's
1: like crypto like if, you, if we got in 10 years <laughs> ago yeah. it was great yeah. Buy the dip. But there's yeah. another good opportunity yeah. Yeah. i, do, I do want it. to ask a serious question yeah so you, you deaffiliate. What actually changed? Because we're standing in your box, and I don't think you repainted that CrossFit on we your We never wall. got around to right. that. Right, and there's no. two signs over there that say CrossFit, so yeah. not attacking, but I think a lot of affiliates were like, we're de-affiliating, we're still doing CrossFit. So what was, was there any change?
0: Yeah, uh, well, uh, so what, what happened, so we, we put out our statement. Uh, this was middle of summer, so it was like June or July, and then our affiliate was paid through the end of October, and the the way so it's so right
1: about a year no 2 years now no 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 one year ago you've been in deaffiliated for a year 2 years no one year 20, 20. I don't know I've lost track of time in this <laughs> pandemic <laughs> oh been, yeah you're right you're it's right, been time warp year. 2020 a time warp. was the, the one year yes, yes,
0: one, year. one yeah, year. year yeah one year this so month one year yeah um, so what happened? The, the only tangible things really was uh, about a couple days later. I looked on the affiliate finder. You were map gone, and we were gone. And so I was they like, put that into action quick. They put it into action quick, and and, and credit to them. You know, I uh, that's what that's what I expected. And what what else would I expect? You wanted I, that. Yeah, we had I had emailed. So we put out our statement on Instagram. We put out our statement on uh, Facebook. Meta. I, I emailed Meta. Uh, meta, sorry, <laughs> formerly known as. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> just a symbol now, like. I, <laughs> 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 I had emailed. CrossFit HQ because I ha- I we have I have contacts at HQ so I emailed the appropriate people, uh, letting them know, and um, and then they took us off the affiliate finder map and that was that I didn't want to make a big deal out of it or drag it out you know longer spend too much time dwelling or thinking about it that was that it was done, um, a couple of weeks later um, we got an email asking us to host a level one seminar because we frequently hosted level one seminars, and I was like hey I don't know if you saw but. We are no longer an affiliate. Blah blah blah, um, and so that was that was really that
1: in the
2: gym.
0: Uh, Did
1: you consider hosting even though you weren't an affiliate? Because you could do. I don't think you can. Can you? Oh, I don't know if no. that's a rule. Not that sure was. Th- rule.
2: I do remember that was quite a uh, a juggling act that had to be done in that in that very specific. Because right, you one.
1: wound up grabbing a couple. Yeah. Well, seminars, we do. we host right? them anyway, but there was right. a lot of people
2: that had been on the calendar They got pulled off because of that, and right. then there was probably some you know just like lack of communication there. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, in either way, it was like we loved hosting the level ones, uh, and that was so that was just a part of part and parcel of, of of the decision. We didn't change the name on the wall because painting is hard. hard. And <laughs> <Yeah>. It's. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, in terms, I, I actually Jess and I wrestled with that because in the inside the gym when we talk about i mean today is a is a is a workout that i pro, that i came up with based off of an open workout and we frequently program hero workouts and benchmark well, workouts did you do the open workouts we did the open we still did the open we weren't able to you know
1: so what about your competitors? What did they can do? Can you not register as a we team had to? We had to video.
0: The only way that you can you as know, an have individual,
1: basically doing it in their garage. Yeah. So this oh, was. Got this, it. Yeah. Okay. So they they right, right, would show up with right.
0: the cameras and we'd set them. But up you couldn't validate scores. We, yet, we could right. not. Yeah, it okay. was the first year so and in all of our years that we couldn't validate scores. So, so where's
1: that line? Because just because you don't have the name CrossFit mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not a CrossFit affiliate. I mean. You are, I, you get what I'm saying. Like you're still, by all intents and purposes, doing CrossFit. Yeah. So what what did that really mean for you? Was it just, hey, we don't want to have this name on, on our? Basically, yeah. Okay.
0: Because again, again, uh, you know, I love CrossFit. We love CrossFit here. There's nothing wrong with the methodology, and there's nothing wrong with CrossFit Home Office or HQ. There's nothing wrong with the, you know, a lot of a lot of the structure of CrossFit. It was really the leadership that we didn't and the leadership came with the name and the name came with the leadership so when we when we wanted to separate ourselves from that we kind of had to separate ourselves from the name but it would be like you know i don't like the nba so therefore i can't shoot hoops at the park anymore it's like no like we're still going to promote crossfit is that
1: why you didn't go to the nba first
0: uh, it's the
2: the primary reason <laughs> yeah, <so that's laughs> that, yeah. nothing to do with the fact that you're under <laughs> 16 yeah yeah
0: he was division
1: 1 division one, yeah. 1 nothing one. to do with the fact I mean, that i'm 5 foot 10 insert yeah. b roll of me hitting that three pointer Nate <laughs>
3: As a, a long two, a long two. <laughs> so um, two.
0: that's to, to your point. That's that's a tough one because even since the beginning of of my time coaching, go all the way back to two thousand eight nine, uh, I used to rip on people and bash on the, the the people around you know austin or the people that i would see out there in the world that would like we're not a crossfit affiliate crossfit sucks but we're also going to do well, 21 thrusters, 59 thrusters yeah, right. and pull-ups and i'm like you son of a bitch that is not <laughs> yeah. kosher that is unethical <laughs> stop it right now um and then you know it, it kind of came up to our time but i i felt like we just we had a very clear it was a very clear decision based on very a very specific set of incidents and. um I want. I, I, I wanted to continue to participate in – we hosted – we we didn't host the Open, but we, we had the Open workouts here. Hey, guys, we love CrossFit. We're doing CrossFit today. Um, and, again, you know, if that means – I don't know what else we would do. Yeah, if we're not write. paying the $3,000 and we don't have the name on the wall, but we're still training people in that way because we believe that that's the best way to train
1: people. No, and I think it's similar to, like, Bikram, for example, right? Like, yeah. people didn't stop doing hot yoga – yeah. They still do the twenty six postures he created. They just stopped calling it Bikram, and I like. But you said it's like, I didn't support the leadership, but I still loved the methodology. Yeah. Um, so y- and the community and the culture and what it means, like, just
0: everything that comes along with with that. Um, I mean, again, we again, nothing against. Other CrossFit affiliates that stayed. Nothing against anything like that. We love. I mean, that was one of our favorite parts, and that's that's again one of the reasons why we're coming back is because um, the community, the uh, being able to send our members somewhere or have people come into our box and know that they are going to be doing. Again, not every box does CrossFit the same way, but knowing that they're going to do CrossFit and having that kind of connection, that kind of like immediate uh, bond with some with someone when you when you're traveling into a foreign country.
2: Right. Where are you going to go?
0: Yeah, it's like you're going to go
2: to a CrossFit right. Well, it's the fastest way to make friends if you move somewhere. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I kind of want to talk about the community because what I what it looks like you guys have done really well here is have that blend of oh he's got to go pee, (laughs) to go (laughs) go pee, keep talk talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Uh, Is is blend that the competitive side Mm -hmm. with having a good like how many how many members you guys have here? Right now we are like right at one thirty. Okay, and then how many? Comp- how many would you say like true competitors you yeah. uh, have? Define true competitor. I mean, uh, we have like somebody a, who's going to compete at like a, a qualifier or re, uh, you know like a whatever, uh, not regionals, but the uh, sanctionals. Yeah, sanctionals. Yeah.
0: Um, right now we have uh, a group of four, okay. that are looking to make a run at the open sanctionals. You know, games. Pretty rare. If That's possible. You know, like out of one box, pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a ton of them. Yeah. So we've got you know we've got those top four, and then we have a handful of masters athletes. Um, that are legit masters athletes, you know, like uh, either
2: qualified or on the cusp. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then we have, um, we have a teen uh, athlete Brody, who is, he's going to be making a, another run at this year. He finished, oh, I'm going to forget now, but he finished like 24th in the world last year. So mean, let's pretty, call it 10%. Yeah, top ten percent
2: for sure. But I mean, like of, of like true competitive athletes. Yeah, so game. I'd say like in our gym, we've probably got like ten or twelve. Uh, 10 or 12. Yeah, so like maybe seven or eight percent. I mean, that's that's a big chunk, I would say. Like out of from a one thirty. Yeah, yeah, from a, from a standard gym. So, but we
0: also have a again, there we have a competitive group. Some some Saturdays it's bigger, some it's smaller. But we have a competitive. Is that group. so? The class that we were in is that kind of pretty standard for your
2: competitor it's or group? It's usually a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Yeah, okay. it's
0: been it's been kind of crazy with this fall. But um, usually we'll have anywhere from like uh, ten to. Uh, even like twenty, right. and again, a lot of those people aren't competitors. They don't want to compete, but they are out of. They're fit. They're they're, they're very they're fit. fit. Again, they got through for the record. Know. We came in last. Sorry, did I yeah, uh, was
1: sorry. when I stepped away? Did my performance? Did uh, I did not come workout? up. Yet. <laughs> no. it, was,
2: it was extremely <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah. Um, so with that, because this is something that I've seen time and time again, is something that is not a value add to the business of the yeah, box. People just really, really like it, and it ends up being uh, a pretty massive divide. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like you have a pretty good hold just from seeing your interactions. What and I and kudos to you because I I, I actually enjoyed your interactions with the athletes, like beforehand, talking to them after you know, you had mm-hmm. like the hands in, we're gonna do our, our cheer at the end. Like mm-hmm. I dig that stuff. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What has your experience been with that? And has there been any friction with having the competitive classes and then the the broader community? Yeah, in so in seven years that we've had our our gym,
0: um, there's been ups and downs. We've learned a lot. We've done. We tried a lot of different things. When we first opened up the gym, we had four different programs running all at the same time. We had an, our first gym was 12,000 square feet, so we had more space. Mm. We had level one, level two, level three. So level three was essentially the competitors. Level one was like the beginners. Level two was like most most of the gym in or one it, class. In in one gym, so we'd have like level three class over on in that. Oh, side. these are wow. running simultaneously. These are all running concurrently at coaches, the same time. So that's independent a good way coaches.
1: to divide your gym. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: and and we had a weightlifting program too, so we had all these things going on, and we held it together pretty well for like the first maybe two years and then that's after the two years is kind of when the cracks started to show and we realized it pretty quickly and we were like, okay, so this is causing some friction. Let's do away with the level one, two. So then it was like competitors, the rest of the gym.
1: How did you at that time distinguish who got to go to one class or the other? That's a good question.
0: It was really kind of a go by feel. I
1: typically only ask good questions. Yeah. (laughs) For (laughs) reference. No bad questions here
0: (laughs) Um, ever. Um, It was really like a, the, the coach kind of got to make the determination, but also people would self-determine a lot of times. You so, suck, you suck, you're good, you yeah. suck. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was, it was and again, there's, there's, there's some pros and cons there. It worked for a while because, you know, we were trying to accommodate different levels of people so right. instead of chucking everyone into the same class and being like all right your first day well we got 30 ring muscle-ups for time and good luck bob good luck yeah. bob um and there's always scaling and and you know probably you know, good good coaching a good coach is gonna mm-hmm. be able to scale for everyone in their class and make it make the workout appropriate and fit for everyone in the class um we thought we could kind of short circuit that by just putting people in levels and then that way if you program like you just don't program 30 ring muscle ups for the level one people right. the, for the beginners um again pros and cons there um slowly but surely over time we ended up kind of whittling down uh, our weightlifting coach went on to become um, a state trooper okay um and so we had people kind of like doing moving on growing up um and we ended up shrinking the three programs down to two and then with when covid hit it was immediately like shit we don't have enough room to accommodate anything more than just one class so we went from the two programs down to one although we still have competitors it's just a little bit different setup right now um in the way that it looks and feels in the gym but um really be having a competitive group and then having the gym, the focus has to be
2: on the gym. Agreed. Right. What were and some of the red flags that you that you said the cracks that started to show? Oh, just
0: you know, and at the time, so our gym has, has grown and, and shrunk and grown and shrunk. At that time we had about we had just over two hundred and fifty members okay. and we had a staff of ten. So and again, myself and Jessica as gym owners were Pretty young, pretty new, pretty green. I mean, we still are, but um, at that time, we just didn't know how to manage 250 people, and we didn't know how to manage a staff of 10. And so, when that happens, when you don't have, you know, again, when you don't have the leadership in in us that we needed, um, things get away from you. Balls get dropped. Uh, things get overlooked.
2: People get overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when. Shit goes wrong. So, in that, what? So, what are some of the things like that? So, like, I'm thinking of a lot of gym owners who like want to start a competitive and like want to be able to manage that. What are some of the things that you've learned in that process to, to be able to keep at least a quasi firm grasp on everybody to make sure that like the appropriate people get taken care of at the appropriate time.
0: I I I think one thing is. One thing that we decided, there was a day that Jess, uh, or that I walked in, Jess was in there already coaching and I looked around and we had the four programs running, 12,000 square foot box, 10 people on staff. We've got a, you know, Jonathan Haynes is running our social media. It's, it's, crush, he's crushing. And I walked in the gym and we had probably like 60 or 70 people in the gym. It was like crazy. It was nuts. It was organized chaos, but it was beautiful at the same time. It was exciting. But I looked around and I said, man, I do not know half the people's names mm-hmm. that i'm looking at right now i don't know their names i don't know who they
1: are where they're from i don't know if they're dropping in i don't know if they've been a member here for a year i don't know was that more so to do with multiple classes going on or more so to do with you kind of stepping back a little bit no
0: not at all it wasn't that i was i mean i was i was living Yeah, i was
3: living at the gym it wasn't that it was just 250 people
1: just couldn't too many I mean, I had the same thing right? happened with me too. Yeah. I, were,
3: I literally had the exact same moment. We had our gym up just about 300 members, mm-hmm. and I remember walking in and I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't know that person, that person, that person, that person. And we same thing. We had about almost 50 people in the room mm-hmm. at the time, and I was thinking, I'm like, this isn't this is, wasn't what I liked yeah. about it. And so we made a decision to kind of reformat how we did things and make it a higher value, slightly lower volume, mm-hmm. brought it down to 225, which was our sweet spot. And mm-hmm. we still had our revenue targets and all that. But yeah. similarly, it was the these different groups. We had the, like, the, when I say foundations, it wasn't like your onboarding group. It was like a level one group. Then we had our regular class. We had our comp class. You had on-ramp. You had people doing their own thing. It was just like all these different pods. And it's hard to keep a hold of. Mm-hmm. Right? What Dun- law did you call that? Dunbar's, Dunbar's law. Dunbar's, Dunbar's, Dunbar's number. Yeah, Dunbar's number. You can't, uh, uh, the average person can't hang on to more than 150 relationships well. It's like tribes. Right? They, they say two. Yeah. Right? yeah, some people more socially inclined may have, you know, I, I, don't I, know, have I find less, myself I good have at like it. two.
1: I, I can yeah, have two yeah, relationships yeah. in my life yeah. Yeah. at the same time. We know. <laughs> none of them are at this. <laughs> uh, none of them are at this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so, so that was, that was kind of it. And I said, this is not, this is not sustainable. This is not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for our members. We're not delivering a a quality product. This is, this is crap. Um, and so were you though?
2: I mean, like, were you really worried about the quality product at that point or were you just,
0: okay, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, I, the goal from day one has, has always been and only been to deliver the highest quality product for the people that are, that are in our space. And so over the years, that was that was kind of like the the that was like the point where I was like, eh, something's going wrong here. This doesn't this doesn't feel right. Doesn't look right. And then we shifted from that over the years. It, you know, coaches started uh, kind of fading away, going away, doing other things. Membership kind of started to dwindle, and we got to a point where we were at 150, and we had four coaches. And we found ourselves here at this you know second location. Our first location, uh, the, the property got sold, and they're redeveloping. As they are doing everything around Austin right now, um, and I said, "Man, this is great. I know every single member, first and last name, known by you know face and name. Um, I know something about them. Um, all of our coaches are very tight knit, very close. Um, communication is great. This is exactly what I want. I want small. I want lean. I want tight knit. I and so this is this is what it's evolved." in two. So and we still com- have our competitive group, but it's yeah. just
2: the gym is the priority. The 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 members are the focus. With the communication, what are some things that you figured out to keep that communicate because I, I I find that most gym owners, box owners, affiliate owners specifically struggle with the communication, mm-hmm. not just to the members, but with their staff. Like they're yeah. not on the same page.
0: Yeah. Um we have uh every Monday, we we sit down and we have a 30-60 minute uh, staff meeting we I go over uh, all
1: the entire staff
0: yeah i mean the entire staff of five right but <laughs> so, so <it's laughs> you, you jess sarah and then two other full-time uh, taylor coaches? and steven do you, you have any full-time
2: par- do you have any part-timers no okay wow
0: yeah. so you all have five
1: people earning their living admittedly yes. it is
2: easier if you have full-timers it's like be here this is your job yeah, so i do so the same thing with my full-timers but i got part-timers we do that yes. once a month
1: it's easier for sure but the hard part is supporting five full-time coaches yeah well, so,
2: so Stephen Steven
0: came to us from Golds. He was one of the, like, high-up guys at Golds Fit, um, and he did their their national programming and some other things there. So he's he's been around the block, and so each of our coaches has their own niche, and each of our coaches has their own, like, online programming, and they have personal training that they do, and then they also get to coach classes. So they're not driving 100% of their income from coaching, True. you know, a couple crossing right. classes a week. Um, but yeah, I don't up, even know if that's possible. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but yeah. up to this point, for – Five coaches is the number with between 130 and 150
2: members that we can support. Um, again, full time. I see lifestyles. people are doing math right now, and they're like, "Wait, how are you doing that?" But I think you just answered that. There's, it's not just group classes. No. But I, it, what the the I would assume that the core offering drives most of the business. But then you have a lot of these mm-hmm. add-ons, which is like, okay, PT. Mm-hmm. You don't need a ton of pick up a ton of PT clients to make no. you know a, a nice bump on your on your. Kind of base, if you will, whatever that is, and then you have. Uh, the it also depends programs. on lifestyles, like right. if, if
0: you <laughs> if you want yeah, to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, that's that's, that yeah. looks different than right. if you need, you know. I mean, shit. There were times in in our ownership where Jess and I were making twenty five hundred dollars a month, three thousand dollars a month, um, fifteen hundred dollars a month, and it's like you just have to learn. How to live within your means, right? Right, and it's not always flashy and glamorous, and it's not always six-figure, you know, uh, throwing 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 money around. Um, but the lifestyle that we want to get out of owning a gym the freedom that we get to be able to express ourselves again under like a crossfit affiliate model where they're not telling us what to do when to do it how to do it Um, there's trade-offs and there's trade-offs to to being a coach and coach the coaching lifestyle Um, you get to help people every day you're a doctor you're a psychiatrist you're you're a therapist you're a marriage counselor you're a nutritionist you're all of these things and so you are you're able to interact or you know at least for me i can't speak for anyone else but for me it's i am i am making such an impact on so many people's lives. Um that some of the things some of the negatives that you would have from the coaching lifestyle or the gym ownership lifestyle um I just find that it outweighs it. I yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the for the next coming years? Um honestly, uh I'm really excited to uh actually re, re-, re- reaffiliate Uh, I have been, uh, we didn't really kind of get too deep into it, but I've been really impressed with everything that's gone on at HQ. Jess and I had a, uh, just about an hour long kind of like zoom call, um, where HQ, uh, uh, sorry, home office reached out to us and discussed, you know, what happened? Why? What did we think? You know, they, again, it was like the the proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, on zoom, uh, Jordan and Uh, uh, Jordan Holland and, um, man, I'm going to forget the other gentleman's name, Mike. Uh, Maroney? Yeah, it's Mike Maroney. Yep. 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 And so, again, it was like, they're listening. Like, Mm -hmm. not only are they like, uh, not only are they accepting feedback, but they're proactively reaching out for it, which is something, again, that we do with our members. So when I, when something that we do in value is reflected in the people that we're, you know, we're looking to for, again, not for leadership or advice or guidance even, but just if we're going to be a part of this organization, I want to see that coming down from them. And I'm like... All right, this is this is all positive, and then I start to see, um, you know, other things happening. The communication uh, aspect, you know, newsletters and things coming out from HQ. Uh, I start to see that there's this big. And Glassman was making this push on health long before any of this happened. You know, bringing in the the, the doctors. Uh, uh, precision care. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So there's a bunch of these things that have kind of been bubbling up and in the works, but I just feel like everything has kind of been um, catalyzed. Uh, and is moving forward at a much great, a much more swift pace now because of the leadership that's come in. They just have a different... Again, not that you know Glassman founded CrossFit. He got it to where it was uh, for many years. I mean, shit, I, I met him maybe two or three times just off the cuff, but he was, again, somebody that I really looked up to. It was like, this guy did has done such an amazing thing, uh, and nobody can take that away from him. Um, but I, I do think it was like he got to a point where he needed to hand the reins off if this thing wanted to really grow into what it's going to, you know, what's going to become it was truly, like truly a macro changing.
2: version of like affiliate ownership which is like you get to a certain level and then to go to the next level Require requires you to either acquire a different set of skills yes. or hire a different set of skills mm-hmm. and this was just a, a complete transition but when you look at you when you look at the hierarchy now you have people that have like legit C, c-suite skills that are mm-hmm. coming in like this is based on mm-hmm. growth education communication like improvements mm-hmm. um, process improvement all that kind of stuff and that's why I think it's so exciting you know like the the um, affiliate partnership now Network, you know, if, if people haven't looked into that, like, a, you know, not every gym needs that, but at the long run, it can save you because you guys have one two. Uh, are those big ass fans back there yeah. too? Yes, yeah, so you guys have um, five, s- five big ass fans in here. I think they're like twenty seven percent off if you go through yeah. through the affiliate partnership network. So it's not only never not always going to be a revenue maker, but it's going to save you some money. I mean, five big ass fans and cheap. I mean, right? So that's
1: a years of affiliate mm-hmm. fee, right? Yeah, there. or it's right. a bonus for a coach,
2: right? right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, so they're they're looking into all that, and I think um, it's like anything else. Like they're the, some of the initiatives will be swing and a miss and then they'll have the second, you know, iteration of them. And I think everybody will benefit. Again, it's, it's, it's a business. It's just a much larger business, but it's the same thing here. It's just like, try, try again, throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. Um, they used just get to do it a little bit faster, and they have a lot of resources at their disposal, which I think is probably the most exciting thing. Mean, you see what they're doing with the games, bringing in like new partnerships mm-hmm. and growing, and um, it's for good a new to location. It, it, might come to Austin, right? I mean, <laughs> <and> or, <laughs> Denver. Or, or Denver, or Denver, or Virginia Beach, but you know, <laughs> uh-huh, the, uh, Austin would be a terrible decision. <laughs> right? The, Too uh, hot in the summer, uh, right? Uh, everybody would melt. Um, so, but I think I think it's exciting, and uh, and I hope more people that you know felt. You know, ou- ousted or or didn't feel like they were getting the support they would uh, were looking for, um, are considering coming back like you because I w- I don't think the greater Cro- CrossFit community wanted all those people to leave. I don't think everybody's like get out right. I think everybody wants everybody in because it's better for everybody.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, again macro micro. I think the micro version of that is uh, as an affiliate owner. Uh, how am I going to grow my gym? What's the be- one of the best ways? Um, take care of the members, yes, of course, but also take care of the coaches. Right. And so that's what Jess and I, our big push right now is to really level up ourselves as leaders and being able to not just provide like, yeah, I can live off of uh, $2,000 a month, but really providing a way to make coaching a lifelong, sustainable career. Like right. any other career out there, right? right. Um, so our job right now is to take care of our coaches. If we take care of our coaches, our coaches will take care of our members. Everything, everybody's happy. Everything grows. HQ, macro, right? Uh, home office. Home office takes care of its affiliates.
2: The affiliates take care of the members. CrossFit grows right and right. i think that's what eric is ex- has really explained well is like they understand who the stakeholders are and they understand mm-hmm. that the affiliates are one of the major stakeholders mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people didn't feel that before right you know um so it's i think it's a good shift and i think everybody feels a lot better about it and i think i think things are going to speed up pretty quickly mm-hmm. um particularly as we come out of all the the covid mess and stuff like that i think uh, i think the horizon is bright so
1: last question on it you said when you Posted that you were deaffiliating. Mm-hmm. It was kind of neutral. What's been the response to the other direction? Uh, or, meaning, or do people know meaning you when you said hey we are going to be crossfit again
0: yeah so we are going we haven't actually made that announcement to the gym so if any of our carhu members are listening <laughs> this is the announcement <laughs> <I guess. laughs> breaking uh, news <laughs> breaking news here yeah. yeah so i mean again it was like i didn't want a lot of drama i didn't want that to be the focus of our affiliate for any extended amount of time other than just to to say like this is this is what we've done and this is why we've done it let's move on. We're still here yeah, to get I, fit. I agree and, with you. I, and, does it need to be a big deal? No, but I, I did, you know, we did feel like our members deserve to know because right. then the next year, Hey coach, are we doing the open this year? You know, I got to get my stuff ready. I want to, we have a lot of members that are really into the open and I didn't want to bring you know, bu- bust it out to them then like, Hey, sorry. Yeah. By the way, if you want to, <laughs> Post a score, you either have to set up a video, make sure that you have enough storage, and make sure you put it on airplane mode, or you have to go to another gym in right. town and do it there. Um, so, again, we just it was a simple, straightforward communication. Um, facts, no motion, facts. This is it. This is what's done. This is what we're doing moving forward. And it's going to be similar when we reaffiliate. I, I don't know why I can't say that word today. Reaffiliate. Is going to be, uh, it's going to be a newsletter, and it's going to. We're back. uh, Yeah. Hey guys. We Jessica. (laughs) We're we're leaving CrossFit on the wall. (laughs) Back at what? Jessica and I and and the the coaching staff have decided to reaffiliate, and this is what that means. This is what it means for us. This is what it means for you, Uh, moving forward. This is why. and that's it let's let's uh you know we'll see on monday yeah let's get back in here and let's get after it again again no we don't like drama we don't need drama we just need to um do the things that we need to do to serve our people and to serve our community so again anything other than again it was a brief announcement uh you know when we left it's going to be a brief announcement when we come back and hopefully again uh even in some of the small conversations one-off conversations that i've had with members where i have kind of told them Mm -hmm. what's going on um when we left Again, it was kind of like everybody was like, "Yeah, we get it. Yeah, good, good, good for y'all. Good talk, do, Doing, Moving Yeah, on. good, you know, <laughs> doing what you believe in, do, you know, standing up for what you believe in, and 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 making the moves you think you need to make. And when we come back, I feel like it's going to be the same. So far, it has been. It's like, cool, great. That means we get to the open and in, in the, the gym this year. <laughs> right. We don't have right. to video or go to <laughs> another affiliate. Right. Um, and so I, I think that that's going to be the. Rea- I hope that that's a reaction. And then when we explain again, um, tried as best, you know, we didn't. I didn't want to bash CrossFit on the way out, and we didn't. Uh, and, and on the way back in, we're going to give them props. We're going to give them the props that they deserve. Like, Hey, CrossFit home office has done a lot of good work in the last year, year and a half. And I think personally, they deserve their credit when they've earned it. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to give them credit. Um, and we're going to, you know, not have to change anything on the wall uh, no or no not painting necessary. no painting <laughs> which, which paint. is just god that's so awesome I hate painting if that's the only reason you decided to reaffiliate <laughs> yeah. it's, it's worth 3000 a to year paint, you know yeah, it's, so. simple,
1: <laughs> it's simple so. it's worth it yeah. you have a little bit of white for we, the record we, we
2: decided to stay because uh, I hate painting painting so. is hard <laughs> well <laughs> so you will cross it
1: I hope the listeners take from this you know everything that Fern and I talk about it's like be open to feedback mm-hmm. listen to feedback it's only you know positive or negative but it's it's more so how you actually implement it and mm-hmm. the same thing you were expecting from your members you were expecting from home office and now that you're getting it you sat back and you really listened to them and and, and thought about it and, mm-hmm. and made some smart decisions so i hope affiliates that did deaffiliate affiliate listen to this episode and and look at it from that approach and and yeah. make everything that you're doing seems like you kind of have that approach going forward like you assess things you're not making just kind of Rash decisions. You're you you're seeing. How does this impact my affiliate, my members, my life? Mm-hmm. And then and then making an educated decision. So I think that's really great.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks appreciate for you us time. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Thanks for having us. It's been awesome. Badass. And and yeah. And I'm the I won the workout today. So.
2: Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.